Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. As you can see, it's me once again solo. We're missing my guy, Steve. But <laughs> it's all good. We have another exciting guest. Today we have Samela on, and I'm going to read Samela's quick bio. Samela is the founder and CEO of Sabaya. Sabaya is Samela's passion project, which was brought to life after she spent over 17 years in the hotel industry. During that time, she noticed how hotels lack innovation and was still using old school processes to manage their day-to-day operations. Not at all a technologist, Samela partnered with Marco, her CTO, to begin bringing Sabaya to life. How are you, Samela? How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I do have to make a little, because people always put a spin on it, it's Sabaya. I believe I made that up, actually. I really did make up how to pronounce it, but I'm just going to stick with it. Sabaya. Sabaya, okay. (laughs) It means gift of God, actually. Really? Should have named my daughter that. Yes, Sabaya. We went all M's, though. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay. So how did, now, now, Sabaya, how did you, well, first off, Tell people what Sabaya is and what it does. Sabaya is a guest experience system. And what we've done is we sit right at the intersection of hospitality and property tech. So what we do, um, we designed a, a platform so that we can help property managers focus uh, within the lodging industry, essentially be able to focus on the guest experience and make money once the guest actually checks in. Okay, you got their reservation the heads and the bids part. Now, how can we make additional revenue, um, enhance your ratings, right? Become more of a a super host, as one would call it, and um, just extend extra services. So it's a guest experience platform to help B&B host. I I actually had the honor of actually um, going through the the actual Sabaya platform, and it was actually really, really cool. I'm actually going to be signing up for it. Uh, I like the fact of like, hey, you can partner with different concierge services, you can add on different add ons. And I think that's something that the short term rental space definitely needs, you know, something like people rental cars, adding those features on. And like, and how did you guys come up with this idea? Like, are you have you been like an Airbnb host before? Or how did you come up with the idea? So as mentioned before, it's, it was when I was working in the hotels and I always had a love for like boutique hotels, independent hotels. And so I'm like, why aren't they doing more? Like this could be such a more fabulous experience for the guests. Why we're not selling this and doing this. And so it just hit me one day, like, well, if you think you know what needs to be done, then do it. Mm. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so, um, and and that's why I say I'm not even a technologist. Uh, I didn't come from like a entrepreneurial family, but I loved hospitality so much. And I love the idea of helping people. And so I was like, let's build this platform. And as I was beginning to um, build the platform, of course, short-term rental was kind of like taking over. The, the vision came to me, I would say, 2017, 2018. Um, and then we just start building this system and making it happen. And we're here now. <laughs> so you touched on a lot right there. You, you immediately, you found an idea. You said, why isn't it out there? And you took action upon yourself to make it out, put it out there. Like without you having a technology background, like how did you get that off the ground? Like, Hey, I don't know nothing about technology, but I have this vision. Like who did you surround yourself with? So you can get that popped off. That's so funny because I would literally, once I said, I'm going to do it, I started reading articles like, what does it even mean to start a tech company? What does that even, how much does it cost? Like, where do you start? And so once I felt like I read uh, 15 blogs, (laughs) I was like, I'm doing this. And so anybody who would talk to me, I would literally say, hey, do you know a programmer? Hey, do you know a coder? Like literally anybody who would talk to me for more than five minutes. Um, And it just so happened, I was working at a hotel at that time. The valet guy who was also working at the hotel, he worked at two different hotels across the street from each other, the valet guy. He's like, oh yeah, it's a guy across the street that programs and codes. And I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, he's there now. And so I went across the street 
I'm not going to tell which job it was because, you know, <laughs> I was building Savannah. <laughs> I went across the street, talked to Marco, and he's like, okay, I think I know what you're saying. I think, but it gave him a little bit of the idea, but not too much because he know how to do it. And I don't want him to go and build it himself. Gave him a little bit of the idea. He came back with like three pages, you know, swipeable pages. And I was like, this is freaking happening. Mind you, I don't know the name. I don't know how to register it. I don't know anything about becoming a tech founder, let alone what this budget is even going to look like. But those were all great things because I didn't come into it scared. I didn't come into it nervous. I was just like, all I seen was green lights, right? Because I didn't know the statistics. <laughs> and then once I seen like, oh, that lined up perfectly. So that must be a sign. Oh, that's lining up as well. I just kept going. And then being new to Miami, because I'm originally from Chicago. Being new to Miami, I said, okay, so if you're going to be a tech founder, what does that mean? So I started going to tech conferences. I started going to um, any meetups, anything that could have potentially allow me to understand what the scene even looks like. And I'll just be in the back of the room, like quiet, too nervous to say anything. Don't know anything about the, you know, like putting the idea in a sentence um, until I got confident. And that's what I'm building now. <laughs> wow. I would call you a massive action taker because for you to do something like that, like I have ideas about how you just started networking and then like, it's almost like everything that you put out there is going to come back to you because you ended up finding somebody who could program who was also in the hospitality industry. It was that and for me, I, and before I even like the idea of manifesting and all of those things even came into my practice, I was like, that's gotta be a sign. Like if you found somebody who worked directly across the street from you, He's able to bring it to life. And originally, um, the funny thing is, Marco was like, I was just going to pay him as a like a consultant to build it. And then we was going to part ways. And then after a few months in, because I had all these amazing, once the ball started rolling, oh, can we do this? Oh, what if we do this? What if... Once the ball started rolling, he said, actually, I'll join the team after all. And he became a co-founder and a CTO. And I had to ask, Marco, why did you do that? And he's like, it was something about you. He said, I've owned multiple businesses, but it was something about your uh, personality or your hustle that made me say, this is going to go somewhere. Let me let me get on the train because it's going to move with or without me. People don't buy into ideas. They buy into people. Yep. Now, how, and how, I'll go ahead. No, no, no. And Marco bought into the idea in Samela and has been with me since day one. Yeah, you got you you had the hustle behind it. So how how big is your team now? It's still me and Marco, surprisingly. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> By it being a software company, we have the ability, we bring in consultants as needed, marketing, sales, things of that sort. But we are um extending an offer soon to an employee um so we're looking to build but i was able to build an advisory board as well so i have three advisors who's been helping us out um along the way okay and like as far as like integrations do you ever plan on like doing like a direct integration with like airbnb property management systems what's that looking like yes that is in our very soon roadmap um that should be q one for 2022 um we're actively raising you know you got to get some money to make some money and make more money so we're actively raising because those um integrations are not cheap and they take they, they take a little bit of time and so that is the plan to do that immediately because for from a host standpoint that makes their life that much easier so that their technology, their bookings go directly into Sabaya. And then now the guest experience is even more streamlined. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. You're, you're on it. So, okay. So like, let's say, how would one sign up for Sabaya? Or is it being, are you able to have people sign up today or how does it work? Yeah. So what we like to do is ensure that they understand the software. So it'll start with, Hey, I'm interested. We schedule a live demo. 
we walk them through the technology and of course we want to understand their pain points prior to the demo right so that we can show them how they their team can actually use these things understand some goals and if we can accomplish them we get them signed up um the beauty about <clears throat> Sabaya is is customizable so it's not just uh it's based on your location right so we build you an app and it can be with your logo it can sit on your domain um and so your end user don't even need to know that Sabaya exists they just know that you have your very own app that does all of these cool things so it sounds like you kind of like a what is it like a splash page really they don't even know it exists they just see that share bnb has all these accessible features Absolutely. And then another beautiful thing that we were able to do, because when we originally started, we were called MyCierge and we wanted to change our name because it was very limiting. People only thought about concierge services when the platform is built for so much more. Um, and so in the process of changing our name over, we went from the app stores to a progressive web app. So literally it's just sending a link. And so now your traveler doesn't even have to download it, right? Like they could just click this link and they use it the same way as an app works, um, mm -hmm. but just with the link. And so now they don't have to say, well, I'm only there for two days. I'm not sure if I want to download it. We alleviated that as well. Oh, okay. And then you said there's no location restriction. So like, are you guys partnering up with like these different people here like in different locations or are you just kind of searching the area and seeing what add-ons you can add for that specific location? How does that work? You mean what services will be added in your app like do we do that for you what correct you so like what services are going to be added like i'm in dallas texas right how do you know what service to add or is that something customizable by me so we like to partner as especially because we're very early we like to handhold whatever you need we want to partner with you because we believe that you know your travelers better than we do we know that for a fact right and so if you have traveling nurses they're probably not looking for a nightclub right so we're not going to put nightclubs in your app right maybe we put one instead of five um so we want to kind of understand who your customers are and then we can build upon that if you already have pre-existing relationships with vendors absolutely let's make sure we get you more money Right. So we list them within the app. But if you do not have any relationships and you don't know where to start and all you know, is like this is the type of customers I usually get. We can build it out for you from there. Wow. OK, so I like that. So you're basing it off. OK, I know my customer. You set it up to I tell you, hey, this is my type of customer. This is what they like. And then you start building it out. Absolutely. And then again, it's branded, right? So if you choose to have it white labeled, it's going to show up with your colors in it. It's going to show up on your domain. And so again, the traveler just thinks that you're an extremely sophisticated host um, and want to sell more services. Okay. And this is just a website and an app? So it's a progressive web app is what it's called. That's what our technology is, but it's a three-part platform. So you have your guest app. So they see the jazz festivals coming in town. They request an additional towel. Then you have the uh, staff app. So now if you have a housekeeper or a maintenance person, they can get these requests in real time. And then you have a dashboard. So now the property manager say you, you have people on the ground, but you're not even in the same city. You can understand what's happening at your properties. How long is it taking to close out tasks or to um, how much interactions your team is having um, with the guest and be able to kind of understand your flow. Oh, okay. So now basically I can charge for these. Like, so if they request the stuff through this app, I now have, I can add on charges for these. Absolutely. That's the, literally when we made it, we was like, why are they leaving money on the table? Cause somebody else is getting this money. It's just not you, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> somebody else is getting that money that, uh, the city concierge or, you know, the restaurant directly is getting this money. So why not get a piece of it? Right? So Instacart, for example, is getting this money. So why not be able to pre-stock their refrigerator before they arrive? 
why not, you know, have a relationship with a yacht company so that, you know, they want to book a yacht, you get 10% off top, you know, why not have these additional services? And it can be as glamorous or as simple. I literally have a customer. She has a kayak rental in her app because she's, um, she's right on like a bay or whatever. She has a kayak rental and she's seeing an extra hundred dollars per guest because they're renting the kayak. And so it's, it's essentially based on what you, again, knowing your customer. So once you understand your customer, you know what services they want to have, why not put them in the app and make it, you know, and we all eat together. <laughs> yeah, that's now that's, I love, I love that. I love that. See, cause I've been adding certain things to my like rentals. Like I've been adding Tesla chargers, things of that nature. Now, if I could really go find out somebody who has a Tesla, put the, like, could I put somebody's Toro link in there? Like, Hey, this dude has a Tesla. You could rent and then you could charge it at the house. Something like that. Yes, absolutely. You can definitely, you can, and, and the beauty of the software is it, so when the guests make a request, like an on-demand request, it can go directly to a page, i.e. that Toro page, or it can say request more information. And then that's when your site is notified. But you can send them directly to a page. Imagine having a, um, a discount code or something, right? You send them directly to that website. They got to put your discount code in to know. And then that's how you track, oh, I've sent you 25 customers this month cut the check. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Wow. And y'all are based out. Where did y'all, y'all based out of where? Miami, Florida. Miami. Wow. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. that's like the perfect place. Yes. Miami is doing. Yeah, you're right. Cause yeah. Cause the person, I have a friend down there and he's, he just got into those boat rentals and well, he's not just boat rentals. He, he basically takes people on private tours on boats. And he was wondering like how to connect the two of the Airbnb side to the private tour and this sounds like a perfect idea i love this yeah Sabaya, look sabaya is a connector and again your traveler doesn't even know sabaya right they don't have to even they just see share bnb and then they see uh yacht company a and they get to request it and then now everybody you know and it can be as streamlined as possible imagine putting the transportation in there as well right like so now not only are you picking them up from your unit because you have the address you're taking them to the yacht and then you're getting them back home because Uber is getting that money. Another broke company is getting that money. So why not streamline it so that you can piece these relationships together? And then guess what? In turn, you get a better review and then you can focus on direct and repeat business. So now they come in town. They don't want to stay with nobody else. They just want to keep staying with you. Like I, I, and I'm happy you bring this. This is really dope that you're doing this. One, as an African American female who's starting this company up, and then like we definitely got to start hitting that tech industry because that that's that's what we ain't in. So that's we definitely we got, got to. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really loving this idea. I, I'm definitely I I can't wait to sign up for it because it that's definitely that's what I'm all about is value adds. Yes, yes, ab absolutely. And then the the real you know key here is becoming more independent because when your guests create a profile it's just a few things but first name last name email address because right now if we're being real these travelers are being borrowed to you from airbnb from orbits booking.com wherever you're borrowing these customers they're not truly yours because you don't even have direct access to them so guess what? When you begin to collect email addresses, you can market directly to them and build, a, again, more repeat business. And so collecting data is huge, right? So you can be able to uh, market yourself how you choose. Like I love, yeah. And you hit a good point. And I hope the listeners really heard what you said. Like you're really borrowing these guests. Like somebody booked through Airbnb, it really ain't yours until you get them to push over to that other side, you know? Absolutely. Wow. I can't wait to see what this is going to do. Um, so what are y'all plans? Like how, how are y'all planning on, uh, you know, growing the business, moving on in the future? Any new releases y'all got? What's what y'all plans right now? So the, the, the one thing we did wrong when we were starting out is we just built all these amazing features, right? Like we built um, scanner in the app before QR codes was even a real thing. Like 
We built a scanner in the app because our original focus was hotels and we knew that packages come in for hotel guests, right? So we built a scanner in the app so that they can know that a package is here. We haven't unlocked that, right? We haven't started using that. But so we built all these really amazing features that we need to start releasing and being able to have customers say, yeah, you know what? I'm interested. I want to try that. I want to test that out. Um, and so we have a lot of exciting things in the future that we, in terms of features, but then um, another thing that we did right is we bootstrapped. So we didn't go out and get any money from anybody. We built it, the development, the technology is all fully done. And so where we're at now is essentially I own 100% of the company, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a, a, a beautiful thing at this stage. So what I have to do now is go out and say, hey, Miss Investor, Mr. Investor, this is what we've done. Give me some more money so I can scale this. Leave from Miami and go to a few islands, go to a few, mm. you know, go to Orlando, go to expand my wings a little bit and um, be able to focus on because an island traveler or even an island host is not the same as a Miami host. Nice. So um, when we think about scaling, we definitely have to be intentional on where that's going to be and where the biggest opportunities are, but that's how we are planning for 2022. Again, we have some exciting things. Um, and then what we realized, even though we're focused on B&B, short-term rental right now, boutique hotels are like, hey, we gotta go contactless, let's talk. You know, So we're having conversations with brands, like one of my customers, um, she's, growing her portfolio really quickly and so we have an exclusive partnership every hotel that she opens sabaya opens as well right and so it's almost like it's going to be ingrained into her brand dna which then makes us that much more powerful wow so okay so wow that's actually very powerful so you guys are doing <laughs> so you guys are doing hotels as well okay because, i didn't because it's it's the at the core it's very, very similar needs at the core. I think that's very lucrative for you guys. Cause if you guys start getting on the B and B side and the hotel side, now you know you you can be the back man, let y'all battle it out, but you know, your product is still working. That's <laughs> exactly. That's exactly, dope. exactly. And it's a demand, right? Like we had when we built our technology, we was like, okay, how can we get people to use it? And the QR code was it, but people were so like, QR code, what? You needed a QR scanner mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, pre-COVID, you needed a QR scanner. But then COVID for us made, we went from like a nice to have to a must have. Mm -hmm. And so we're just ensuring that we, spread continue to because it is a piece of education that comes behind it we do understand that it is a piece of education to, so, to get our customers to sign up okay so when you say qr scanners you needed the scanner to what to get the app or what do you mean that's like before the pandemic mm -hmm. you needed an app on your phone to scan qr codes like Correct. it wasn't like your your camera it wasn't a thing for your camera to do it you needed the app yeah. to scan any QR codes and a normal person, you know, probably didn't have it. So we were a little bit nervous about that being a barrier for us to make it that much more attractive. That was one. And then the idea of having to go and download an actual app, right? And I'm only here for two days. And so again, COVID helped with the QR code and then the progressive web app you just click a link and it acts just like an app. And now you didn't have to download anything. I love that. See, a lot of people, COVID, you know, it hurt a lot of people, like, but in business it did, but it did help a lot. It, like the, the remote work, the QR codes, all that, that really kind of, you know, brought to the light. Um, and I, I'm happy you said you're going to islands because one thing I noticed about islands, if you, well, if you take a cruise, right? The cruise has everything already set up. You go to the excursions, whatever. Me and my wife just went to Mexico a few months ago. And there's certain things we just didn't have access to because like if somebody would have had Sabaya in their unit, we could have just set up excursions, snorkeling, all that. I think y'all would really hit. Like, do y'all have any islands in mind? 
Um, I, I lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands for a year and a half. I lived in St. John. Okay. Um, and that was when I was still working at the hotel, beautiful resort. Um, and so U.S. Virgin Islands, I know, I feel comfortable with. I still have amazing friendships there. And so um, we're looking at that. Turks and Caicos, I think. Um, Haiti actually would be quite interesting for us. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about areas where traveling is happening, but nobody's calling it sexy, right? Like nobody's actually paying attention to it (laughs) I would say yeah but that again that comes with the level of education because the property managers there they're managing like villas right like two bedroom to six bedroom villas gorgeous but they literally have like binders like this thick binders like Ain't nobody reading it ain't nobody reading it it's probably dirty like I definitely don't want to touch it that information is expired. This restaurant, unfortunately, didn't open since the pandemic. You know, like all those things. Now, think about an app that can stay active and updated, you know, wow. and be able to push this uh, this island experience even further. And then on the other side, we're supporting the local ecosystem, right? So that jet ski company who didn't have a website, that um grocery store who didn't um have delivery like we're able to make those relationships so that now the jesky company can eat because he got somebody booking him right mm-hmm. yep. that grocery store seeing more business because people are asking for these groceries in their unit before they arrive so it's a it's, it's a twofold honestly um with a, a network effect essentially yeah so it looks like you're targeting places that don't already have that. Well, I guess places like Virgin Islands have heavy tour- tourism. Like, would you consider going to a place like Tulum? Because Tulum, during the pandemic, like everybody was going to Tulum. Like they would not shut down, right? So would you consider places like that? Or Listen, we're not restricted to one place at all. That's mm-hmm. another beauty about software, right? Like yeah. if we can get a customer in Tulum and then another one in um, Cancun and then another one in Jamaica. We're not upset about that at all. But knowing that my team is this big and I'm still working on what they say, a shoestring budget, then I have to stay focused. But absolutely, like that's the goal to be able to ensure that tourism is like streamlined. And imagine booking it before you go, right? So now you have your whole itinerary and you know what it is, you know what time you got to be there and it's all done for you. You pay, People pay for that. You know, people pay premium for that. Facts. Because that, that's what we didn't have. We was down in what I think, I forgot, before Tulum. It wasn't Tulum, the place above it. Uh, anyways, we was down in Mexico. We didn't have like no itinerary, but we seen the jet skis, but it's like, dang, okay, we got to go over there, schedule it. But if you already had it set up, yeah, this is perfect. That's a game changer. I and can't the, wait. And the, think about it. The um the jet ski company is happy to pay you $15 per rental, $25 per because guess what? They know that they're losing business from the people who don't know about them. So now that you just open their share up even further because you're putting it in your app, people are going to be booking it more. Absolutely. I'll get you, I'll give you 10% on every booking or t- whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that I think that's your big, the biggest beautiful part about it. It's like you said, you're supporting the local econ- economy. That's the absolutely, biggest thing. That's, absolutely. Ensuring that they can eat as well. Yeah, especially in places like, you know, down in Mexico, Tulum and all that. that that's a really beautiful thing. Even here locally in Dallas, that's cool. And then it'll even get to the point in my mind, these experiences, because I feel like it's so many more amazing experiences, so many more amazing restaurants that we just don't know about. Because they don't have the reach, right? The restaurant, if it did go on social media viral, then, so what about those like curated experiences? Guess what? That restaurant could decide for your group of people, we can do this or the just, you know what I mean? Like then it becomes a little bit more exclusive or you can book a tier to it. So it's definitely the possibilities I feel like are endless with what we have. It's just being strategic about it. Okay. So you guys have experiences, and I think you also said a concierge service as well, correct? So, I mean, 
it's so funny because I feel like if you offering experiences, that is a level of concierge services, right? So um, what we do is our, our vision is to ensure that we're blending both the human touch and technology, right? So we don't want to remove people. We still want you to be able to talk to someone. We still want you to feel like you're texting some a person, but be able to scale it, right? Like to automate it. So yes, right now, while we're still this young, I'm literally picking up the phone. You can call Sabaya and you talking to me. <laughs> As we grow, um, I'm sure that's going to change, but we want services always gonna be at the core of what we do and how we do it. Okay, so let's just say someone right now, hey, I need a towel or whatever. Do y'all have something set up like y'all DoorDash it out and then y'all charge the host or how would that work? So no, the, the goal is for you to keep all the money, right? Because what we like to understand is how was you delivering that towel at first? How was you doing that service at first, right? Oh, well, I have a maintenance person who lives 30 minutes away. So, you know, we just let them deliver it. Okay, so cool. We give the maintenance person his own version of the app, the staff app. And now when this request comes in, maintenance sees it in real time. And then he can even respond, allow us 45 minutes. It's going to take 22 minutes. I'm on the way, right? So especially when we're thinking of um, host with five units and under, right? Like mm -hmm. most of the time they, they might even live on property or live in the building. So, but the allusion to the guests is that you're offering full service, even if you are all the service providers, mm -hmm. but they feel like, oh, I can ask something from housekeeping. Guess what? I'm housekeeping. Oh, I need this. Oh, guess what? I'm maintenance, <laughs> right? So we want to um, kind of shift the, bring in the hotel experience to the B&B. &B. Gotcha. That's, that's our focus. Okay. So question, I know everybody's probably wondering, how much is, is this service cost for their listing? Yes, absolutely. So we charge right now a per unit per month fee, but it's three tiers, right? So the first tier is $15 per unit per month. And so with that $15, you get your custom app and you and your team go and manage it, right? Like, so we build your custom app with all the services that you offer, your location, and then you and your team take over from there. The second tier is um, $25 per unit per month, the custom app, but it sits on your domain. So now again, the traveler doesn't know about Sabaya, they only know ShareBnB. The third tier is 37 per unit per month. And that is with the guest relations agent. So the custom app, it sits on your domain and now you don't have to respond to the customers. We give you your own dedicated agent because when I talk to hosts, the most tedious thing that they do is respond to guests. <laughs> mm, okay. And so we, we help you, um, essentially we give you an agent, they are responding to your customers, but your customers believe that it's, it's, they're acting as an extension of your team. And so, you know, you don't have to be sitting around responding when your phone go off or, you know, you on the yacht, you're trying to have a good time. You at the baby shower, right? Like you, you busy doing other stuff. We can give you that agent to offer that full spectrum. Okay. So you can do, so basically this is fully get everything, all the experience stuff in there and then $37, they'll take care of everything else. That right. The dope. agent. Yes. The agent will respond to everything else. And in the future we're looking to right now with uh, chats in the future, you know, you want to be fancy. Maybe it looks like video chats, right? Like now you're your customer, you know, and I feel like when you think about luxury and you think about, you know, this seven star experience, this 10 star experience, I feel like it's absolutely obtainable because maybe they are paying $10,000 a night for this villa. Why can't I get somebody and I need to see them? You know, like that seems like that should be reasonable, right? But then if you have somebody who don't really want to talk to nobody at all, 
chatting is going to be the best thing. But now to think that you got somebody responding and we built a chat bot, but it just don't sit right with me because I think it conflicts with the idea of the human touch. And true. so um, the, the guest relations agent is, is what sits well right now. Now I have a question. So you said earlier, you said somebody that written out a kayak and she's charging like a hundred dollars more per night. Have you able, have you been able to see like, Hey, this guest put Sabaya out there. Let's just say the $37 package. Right. And they were able to increase prices. Have you guys, have you guys been able to gather that data yet? So we're still in the process of gathering it, but one of our, um, the way that we think about it and mind you, this is from a hotel side. So, mm-hmm. When hotels measure their success, it's called ADR, so average daily rate. What we want to do, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, they do it by the average daily rate, but what we want to do is um, like a rev peg model, revenue per available guest, right? So we want you to make money per head, not per room. Okay. And so if you're selling something, and it's two people standing there. We want you to be able to make two times that amount instead of just one for that unit. So that kayak, you're you're renting it for two people. That yacht, two people need it, right? Like, whereas the original mindset was, let's just make money for that one room. We want to make money per guest. Rev peg, that's a new one for me. Yeah, rev peg, revenue per available guest. Okay, you just taught me taught me something new. You went, <laughs> you went Jay Massey on me. You talking about rev peg and rev park. I didn't think about it that way. That's really but smart. But yeah, that, and that's and that's the way that we're approaching it. Again, we're still very early um, in our goal. We have um, one of our advisors as a data analyst, and so we want to see what's the important information to collect. And then what do we need to do with it? How can we help you increase once we collect it, right? Is that an increase in reviews and ratings? Is that an increase in in revenue? Is that an increase in bookings? Like what does that increase look like? And what information is important to collect to be able to do that? So right now, the host that's using it, um, we allow them to tell us what reports they think is important. And then we set it up from there. And as we continue to build, we want to just make it regular. You can extract this report whenever you choose. Yeah, okay. And, Cause I could personally see, I, I'm pretty sure if you had like all the, uh, everything that was going on in the city in the app and they could choose from it, I could see a guest easily paying 50 to a hundred dollars more. And especially when you kind of use that example of, hey, this person's paying $10,000 a night. Of course, you better have all that. I would want to have all that if I'm paying all that, you know. So I definitely, yeah, it's definitely. Why would I not have a chef? Why would you not have a chef as an option for me? Why would I not be able to walk into a bottle of champagne? Actually, my favorite champagne, not just any champagne, a cheese tray, right? Like, why would I not be able to do that? And why should you not be able to eat from that being done? You know, Uh so, and, and I, but I do believe that, um, too much information is as bad as no information. So I do believe that it should be um, limited, right? Like the amount of things, because if you give me too much information, I feel overwhelmed and I just do nothing. But if you give me three to five, five to seven, or seven different types of things, then I feel like, okay, I could, let's book two excursions, one dinner, and stay in, you know, like you get to be able to decide, but imagine just throwing like everything in there. Now you're just like, that's, that's obnoxious. <laughs> I agree. And, and I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It goes back to that person knowing their guests. And I think that's really comes down to, if you know your guest and you know what things to offer them, I think that's where the value's at. So that, that, that I love. Like, yeah, absolutely. Goes, absolutely. Yeah, that goes deep in the guest. When she put the kayak in there, I was like, who even wow like yes that makes perfect sense put a kayak rental in your app because you're right there on the water you're making money that nobody that's not even a competition right like nobody else is renting out kayaks to their guests because you know maybe now you have a bike or a scooter you know whatever maybe you have a business traveler and they don't want to they don't they didn't come in with a car 
So you got a scooter and they get back and forth to the office or whatever that looks like, but being able to curate these experiences, right? Because now the other people in your area, while they can take advantage of the mall being this close or this happening, they're not offering that scooter. So you, you standing out amongst those other four listings that's within a five mile radius or something. I didn't even see, see, and I like how you're doing it. You're kind of putting the host kind of in control because then the host can kind of go to, they know what type of guests is coming in. They can go to different stores in the mall. Hey, give me a discount code if I send somebody in. That This is a lot. This is, I love this. This is a really a lot of opportunity coming. It is a lot of opportunity, but again, staying focused is part of the key because I see so many like, ooh, ooh, you know, stay focused, yeah. tame it in, and then let it build. It's going to naturally build because what's going to happen is collecting that data from the traveler is going to let us know what's important to them mm -hmm. when they really travel. And I think we already know that people pay for premium and people pay for exclusivity. Right. So if they feel that you're offering something that they didn't know about or they didn't have access to in Tulum. Oh, yeah. Why would I not go to that fancy dinner that you set up for me in it's at sunset? My friends, when my friends came here, they didn't tell me about this. Watch me. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Sure. I'll pay the two hundred dollars a plate to mm -hmm. do it because you put me in the game on something that I didn't even know existed. Dang. Yeah, I know for a fact this is like this. This would really like help me when I travel, because like I said, like the one reason why I always do cruises is because everything's right there. And then when you get to the island, hey, you can do this, this, and this. And here, here's where you go. If the host had this, this would be off the chain. Yeah, this. And I'm happy you're you've got into it early, because it ain't too many people doing this. I've seen a few people do it, but they ain't really just hopped all the way in. And that's what I think the the power play is. You're yeah. in early. And I, and I do have competitors, right? But the market is growing so fast. Nobody's a leader, first of all. There is no leader in what I'm doing because it's, first of all, hosts are their own independent, like silos, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't say that you have them all because a host could pop up tomorrow and then another one in two days. And then, you know, so that's the beauty because the market share is growing. But also um, my experience in hotels and seeing how the team was upset because things fell through the cracks and it was old school and then seeing a customer like wait so y'all don't even offer that wait so i can't how do i book it and i'm like well you know so being able to kind of put all of that experience into one and then being able to offer it to you from the comfort of your phone like you ain't got to touch that nasty binder no more <laughs> Even, like, even, you know, and even, uh, you know, running another thing, even resorts have been offering that for years, you know, all the little pamphlets and it, but man, to have it on tech, that, that's next level. And your own, like your own phone. So you, t and then maybe like, um, we partnered with this hotel pre pandemic and they didn't even, the, they put it in a key packet, right? Like, Hey, use this app. But what we seen was guests didn't automatically download it right away until they realized, oh, wait, I'm on in-room dining. Wait, I wonder, do I need this? And so it's like, how do I get it? Oh, use the app. Oh, okay. I could place my in-room dining menu right here. Or I'm at the beach and you're looking around for a server and you're like, oh, I could order it in the app. You know, like that type of thing. So sometimes the guests don't even know that they need it. Um, or want it until they need it. Right. So now you're talking about pre-pandemic. Now I know the pandemic had its ups for you guys because of certain things that came to light, you know, like, but how, how did it affect you guys in like other ways? Like there was there any other ways that the pandemic affected you? Absolutely. So we were very early. We had just launched when the pandemic hit. Um, and so we and, and mind you, we were like new to this. The app was so ugly <laughs> and the colors, like I created everything, like logo, everything, just threw it up. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's keep the train moving. And so I always wanted to rebrand and give it a facelift and feel more confident about when people look at it. And so um, when the pandemic hit, it was like, there's nothing, but it didn't hit us as hard because we were already early. You know what I mean? So while 
while the everything closed down here is mandated, everything closed down, um, we didn't take that big of an L because we were still early, right? Yeah. And so what we did, we took that time to regroup, rebrand, go from my Sierra to Sabaya, reintroduce ourselves. What story do we want to tell? Who are we interested in? Who needs us the most? How can we make this prettier? <laughs> and so um, it was a bit, it's, you know, like we said, it was very sad how it affected others. But for us, it gave us the opportunity. It was like I was gifted the opportunity to be a smarter founder on the same project, right? Like a second time around. So yeah. I kind of like reinvented, we, we reinvented ourselves, right? And then just start telling people the story that we wanted them to hear. Sounds <laughs> like y'all had that. <laughs> sounds like y'all had that woosah moment. Y'all kind of slowed down, refocused, and then you came out better on the other side through it. Because I would have never, um, we were getting some traction. We were getting some PR cute, you know, it was cute. Like, oh, this is good. But I don't see myself with just a team of two being able to say like, wait, we need to rebrand. We need to change our name if it would the ball would have kept going right like that was the perfect opportunity to take the time to reprint don't nobody know us anyway we small <laughs> you know like we small how do we want to look let's do it right now and then go out and tell the story so it absolutely worked in our favor and again we became more of a must-have because contactless everybody's on the market for contactless how can i get something without you us actually interacting how can i check in without that you know that process happening and so um future integrations look like smart locks like being integrated with smart locks so we unlock your door oh i like that it's very so you know so it's 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 so many opportunities it's just raising this round because we're actively fundraising raising this round and then being able to put the right people in the right places. And I can see somebody knocking on our door trying to purchase us. Absolutely. I can I can totally see it. For sure. I think it's and we've talked about this before. You know, this podcast, we've been running it for about three or four years. And one thing we've always said was I think the short-term rental space, like especially around Airbnb, is still in its infancy because there's so many things that can be created around it. And something like this, it guest experiences, you know. That's that's a market that really hasn't been touched by not too many, but you know, especially in a controlled space, that's what's up. Yeah. So, how would how does LLT help Sabaya, Sabaya grow? Um, I think first of all, being able to let hosts understand, yes, it's technology, but it's for your favor, right? So maybe the first few days you feel like I don't have time to onboard. How does this work? I don't know, you know, like I, I see that host because they are an independent business owner. They feel overwhelmed with the idea of incorporating technology, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm here to tell you, yes, those maybe those three days or whatever may make you feel stressed out. But on the other side, when you're eating and selling more and your reviews are growing, it's absolutely worth it, right? And, and we literally are doing this for the host. We're not making any money today in the future we will but we're not making any money from the travelers right mm -hmm. we want to help the host we're not focused on the traveler we're focused on what do you need to do your hosting better what do you need to stand out amongst your competition because while we're saying the industry's growing from our host perspective that means more competition mm -hmm. and so now when you think of competition you have to have a level of innovation within you to be able to make it through, right? Like to be able to look up four years later and now you're killing it and everybody comes to you, right? Like you have to, in this moment, incorporating technology is probably part of that process. It definitely is. It definitely is. Wow. So I can't, I can't wait to see the future of this thing. Um, I definitely can't. I'm about to definitely be signing up. And thank you for coming on uh, and tell, also tell the guests where they can sign up and where they can find you. Absolutely. So um, a little shameless plug. If you're in Miami for Art Basel, we're hosting a um, art 
tech and hospitality exhibit called the art of hospitality. And what we want to do is give a lens of the future of hospitality through Sabaya. Um, and so, uh, that landing page is up and it's really the art of hospitality But then we're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and it's sabaya.io. Got you, got you. Thank you for coming on, Smella. This is awesome. I'm definitely gonna be signing up. Uh I'm letting everybody know in the podcast world and all the listeners definitely go sign up. Definitely helps with the host guest experience because that's really where everything's moving to. Um, especially if you can create a brand around your experiences. I think that's how you're going to grow your business, especially with, like Samela said, there's too many people out here just hopping on Airbnb. So this is definitely, definitely. People making the money. So why not let you get it right? Get the, get, get money beyond hits and bids. Facts. Facts. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, and we'll talk about getting you on board it and continue to spread the word throughout the community. Will do. All right, Thank Samella. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It was good talking to you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. All right, y'all. That was Samella Watson with Sabaya. That is something definitely I would want y'all to kind of look into. Um, I don't know too many other people in that space. I think a few other people with like the QR codes are kind of in that space. And then, you know, I always hear the Airbnb host saying, how do they get that Turo host and try to connect it? I think this is like really something good that's going to be coming in the future. Like, you know, you already have it in the app. Go ahead and add those value ads on there. Um, like even like things like a Tesla charger. You know, I've been like I've been telling you, I've been putting Tesla chargers in mind. But if I had an app that just says, hey, you have a Tesla charger in the garage, you know, some people might not even look out there. But to have that is a very, very cool feature. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's really cool. And I think that's the future of short term rentals is having those value ads. So definitely look into Sabaya. Um, Hit up Samella and her team and see if you can see if it'll help your business. Now, anyway, send us an email at liveletthrive at gmail.com. Email us, uh, follow us on Instagram, Live Let Thrive. You can follow me and Steve on Instagram as well. I'm very active on there. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen and uh, hope we've been able to provide value. And we are out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.